Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. The first four hours were simply in a moose-bouche. I'm stuffed. I can't remember the last time I ate this much. Sure you don't want no dessert? Not for me. Yeah, I'm good. Your table is ready for Carmen and Lima's emerging podcast scene. Time for the emerging podcast scene. Boom. Been talking about it all week. Here we are. Welcome to it. Mmm. Someone said trolling and bad at it. Who said that? Who's yeah, saying? so we we unleashed at the end of the show. Oh, okay. I think our yeah. show's pretty good. It's starting something They're right before we leave. Else. Yeah. And then getting people talked throughout the rest of the day. Yep. So at the end of the show, Kimberly Martin of ESPN, former classmate of mine, she had the report, according to a source, which I'm guessing was Reuben Foster, mm-hmm. that Reuben Foster had uh, accepted the opportunity to work out with the Cleveland Browns. And he is somebody who had worked out with the Jets and the Jags. They had passed, so I don't know what he's got left in the tank. But he shouldn't have. He shouldn't have m- much out of the tank. He hadn't played that much in a long time. Yeah, but I mean, if those two teams don't want you, but who knows? The Forty Malik- ers were in the Super Bowl a couple years ago. No, oh, I know. Now, what about Malik McDowell? How many teams were interested in him? Didn't well, seem to be that many. And he's he's hey, so far so good, right? One game in. The Browns were the first. He, he said they talked to him right before the season started. So he was said that the like Browns Jake... were the first people to reach out? That's where I went. Owen, was that like a Jake Taylor situation then? Basically, it's very was... funny. You know, you're going to pull this bleep. At least you could have said you were from the Yankees. He was down <laughs> in the Mexican League playing football. <laughs> they do need a Mexican football league. Anyway, so we asked the question at the end of the show. Do you even care anymore? I'm about past this. transgressions one for any I players. Did, one time I did play-by-play of an international football uh, contest was played between Japan, New Zealand, the United States, Canada, uh, Mexico, right? Storm Klein was on that, uh, was on that U- Team USA team. They played at a Fawcett Stadium. I did the play-by-play on the radio, and Mexico's team was legit. Well coached. They were good. Oh, the United States beat everybody, but you get what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Um, what were you saying about Ruben Foster? Oh, we're brought to you by Extend Technologies, X-T-E-N-D-A-V.com. Make your home dreams come true with... Extend Technologies. There you yes. go. What were you going to say about Ruben Foster? That... Flies open, but your zipper's up. Hello. It's, it's actually not... Oh, that is... There's nothing you can do. Okay. It just comes go. up that okay, way. Okay, that's weird. Uh, anyway. Okay, be more annoyed. So do you care? Do you care at all? Now that the front office is good. And the funny thing is, funny thing is when the front office is bad, you also didn't care. You also said, take a chance right. on everybody because you wanted the talent. It's just that what, was the Josh Gordon you, situation. I think you care. I think you do care. I, I don't know if it's black and white. Like I did say what I said to you. I, I said, some do many do not until things are bad. Then they just use it as ammunition against you. 
And I don't think it's just the Browns. I think it's every single fan base of any sport out there. They're all like that. But I do think they care. I think they'd rather not deal with this problem. I don't think that any Browns fan is interested in having a big argument and doing the, well, I don't think they like doing that. But their teams are willing to do it because it, it it's such a public thing. We work every day in society with people who have past transgressions, and they're given opportunities to earn a living. Now, this is a privilege in the NFL, but they have talent and teams need to win. So I think that they are willing to trust an organization with something they're not comfortable with. Make sense? I get that, yes. Okay. But every time there's a huge off-the-field story in the NFL – Fans are outraged in every other city except the city of that individual. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So what goes into that? I, I'm, I'm, I'm honestly trying to understand it. Like when Michael Vick and his scenario it's a, it's played out. It's just a way to make you feel better about your team enti- and make you feel better about the other team being worse. Dude, people yep. were horrified. The entire it's, country. I would never support my team if he yep. ends up on my team. And eventually he did his time, You're came State back fan. in, ended up. By the way, Michael no. Vick, Michael Vick uh, seems to- totally – Totally rehabilitated. Seems like he has a media career now, yeah. among other things. But we did get hell. We, we had Michael Vick on the show. We got hell from people. We you did. remember that? Yeah. We did get hell. Um, there are people who, they, they, their love of animals, and that's cool. That is totally cool. But, um, you know, people do believe in second chances about certain things, and there's some people who don't believe but in I second think chances fo- about I think football, fa- I think it's, it's one or the other. Either you don't believe in second chances, or you believe in infinity chances. If you are... If you are a professional sports fan in general, I, do, I just don't know how you can be one if you don't. No team is going to just – no, no, absolutely not. They're, not, they're just not going to do it. They're just not going to do it. You can't call yourself a fan of any – and I'm hockey, everything. You can't call yourself a fan of any team because they're going to do something that – if you draw a hard line, you won't be a fan. All right, let me ask the next question. If you're the You'll Browns, you're done. If you're the Browns front office, you're Andrew Barry. You reached out to, in this case, Reuben Foster. You reached out to his agent before he even gets a chance to work out. Do you ask him about his incident? And why do you ask you? him his take on the yeah, incident? Yeah, why wouldn't you? Is it up to the Browns to investigate the incident? NFL does investigations now, and people think that's silly. But what kind of investigation should Andrew Barry? Do they have time for that? Or does that just seem like a waste of time? So they're obviously not going to investigate it, right? Because they don't have time to do all that. They're not going to hire a bunch of... I know they have people on retainer. They, they probably have, you know, uh, private investigators on retainer. Mm-hmm. You know, they used to have a former Secret Service guy, an FBI guy that was a part of the organization. Do you want the organization to find out what happened or try to get clarification on what happened? Because that story yes, with Ruben Foster and he, either his ex or his was it his wife, his girlfriend or whatever. I mean, that has taken so many twists and turns. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, I'm reading the sport. Do you want them to be good with it? Like D Haslam, does she have to be good with it? Does Jimmy yes. Haslam have to be good with it? Oh yeah, there has to be. Um, there has to be something. I'm reading a story about Baker real quick, um, just about how it says the Browns are in a holding pattern, according to Jeff Howe. I saw that, too, and um, I want to ask you about that. All right, but, well, but. hold on. Every owner has their things that's something they just will not do. They will not do. 
and it's it's because it, these teams are our lives. We you and I you and I take a living from the Cleveland Browns playing football in the city, just like we do the Indians for, to be Guardians and Cavs. Yeah. And the fans deal with a, with a great deal of enjoyment. But to the, but to a lot of owners, it's a very emotional thing. But it's also their playthings. They do not treat it. There are plenty of owners who do treat it like a business. We have one in our city. But there's plenty of them who do treat it just it's it's different and they are going to damn it. I, I'm a fan and I'm gonna run it my way and this is gonna be the way I run it. And you just have to deal with it because they're paying a salary. I mean you, their plaything is your livelihood. So you have to deal with something like that. It's a totally different way of doing business. That person who made their money, like if I'll use this, Jeff Bezos is argue like there's rumors that he could buy the the Denver Broncos. I don't know if the NFL owners would allow him because he may end up being too powerful there. That's one thing where it's like these guys are really rich. He's of a different stratosphere. Mm-hmm. Now there'd be people who may disagree. That's that's fine. I'm just I'm just wondering aloud. But if like Jeff Bezos, using him as just an example, bought the De- Denver Broncos, he might just run that as a fan. And there could be real problems there where he's not going to make decisions because the NFL is just not going to go – they're just not going to go belly up. He'll still make money. And so they look at it as, I'm going to be a fan of this, where when it comes to his other business or the business that he used to run, hey, you, you are gonna make a, you're going to make serious business decisions here that are good for you and, and thousands of employees, you would believe. Now, depending on what you feel about Jeff Bezos, you may say that that's a bad example. I'm just using one example. That's fine. But that's the way that people – that's the way that these, these people think. Before, it's not just the passion. It is their livelihood. This is just passion. This is just a passion project and a, and a thing for their own ego. Okay? It's a vanity project. There we go. And so they do things differently in that case because they, can, they know better. They're the billionaires. You're not. They're the ones who know it. So – yeah, I think that there's people who are owners who we're never going to have anybody who's ever even been accused of domestic violence. Okay, that's good that you can you can sleep at night. But there are plenty of teams that will consider that, will consider it if they can get better. I don't think that the difference in winning a championship, though, is between having Reuben Foster or not having Reuben Foster and having to come to terms with that. And that's the next aspect. So Obviously, that's going to be is the juice worth the yeah, squeeze? Yeah, well, and he's, a, he's a former first round pick that other teams have passed up on. Doesn't necessarily mean that those teams are right. Uh, so I guess my next question would be: Does that surprise you that they would be even working after him out week, after bit. one week? After one week, because that bit. seems like that that's an overreaction from fans that, all the time. Like we need to get rid of Mac Wilson. But that to me tells me again, going back to the Jacob Phillips injury, they wanted more out of Jacob Phillips. He got injured. Now you saw what they did against Kansas City, and I wonder if they're thinking defensively. Because I thought schematically, like there were a couple of bugaboos here and there because it's defense. It's hard to play in the NFL. But they might have been looking at it going, where's Mac Wilson on this play? Why is Malcolm Smith being taken for this ride the way you, you brought up? Okay, maybe they feel personnel-wise that they just do not have the horses because mm-hmm. they're, they're thinking about playing. You could say, well, we're playing. Tra- I, I saw Ben Axelrod tweet back at you going, I don't know if I'd judge him against Travis Kelsey. No, you're going to judge him against Travis Kelsey because they're the ones standing in your way. You think you're a Super Bowl. And is it is there somebody out there? Am that I can, wrong on that? No, Am you're I being okay. You're right. And is there somebody who could do better? Not is somebody yeah. going to stop Travis Kelsey? No one's stopping him. But can you at least try to neutralize him? Mm-hmm. Can you at least try? 
and I think that's that's the goal because most likely, unless he gets injured, Travis Kelsey is who you would be going up against. Yeah. And just saying, no, no defensive coordinator goes, well, they got Travis Kelsey. What are we supposed to do? No, nobody thinks that way. They think, how can we neutralize Travis Kelsey? Uh, I'm not sure what Kelsey's stat line in the Super Bowl was last year, uh, but obviously Patrick Mahomes had his issues. And no, no, there's at no point uh, do I think Bruce Arians was like, well, what are we going to do to stop Patrick Mahomes? They're like, no, we're going to devise a scheme that if everything goes our way and he makes some mistakes, all right, now, now we're cooking. And obviously uh, it worked. Can we talk college football? Sure. Because we can talk that tomorrow. Even though I want to get back at Ben Axelrod and go, the first thing I, I did believe, I did agree with you, but now eh, you are kind of going, you are judging against yourself against Kansas City. Um, we talked about the USC job. You said USC annoys you. Why? Uh, the gall of them to two games into a season fire Clay Helton when I don't think it's going to dramatically steer them in a different direction for their head coach. Like the argument is, well, we got to get started on the next. You could have done that even with Clay Helton. Coaching. You could have gotten started on your next hire. You could have smart, smart. Smart companies can do that. Smart programs can do that. Smart teams can do that in every aspect of life. Do you remember when Luke Fickle was the head coach of Ohio State for one year in 2011? And do you think that Ohio State was worried about how to conduct a coaching search while Luke Fickle was there? And do you think they were worried about whether or not they could get, if Urban Meyer was available... Whether they some, like Luke Fickle was coaching that whole year, guess what they were doing? They, they were, were talking at, to Luke. Kirk, they were talking Urban to Urban Meyer. <laughs> but Luke Fickle so, was so also U, USC didn't need to fire Clay Helton today. But did the interim tag ever come off of Luke Fickle? Like, no, he was interim the no. entire year. No. See, I think that this is a little bit of the difference here, is that you make yourself now attractive again. See, because now you have an you you have an interim coach now, right? So now you know that that guy's not going to be the head coach long-term unless they do some sort of crazy LSU thing. And technically, it did work out for LSU because they did win a national championship. But you get rid of Clay Helton. If you keep Clay Helton, then it just turns it. Because you, if you're going to keep him for the entire year, you're going to be asked the question so many times. You have to go, we support Clay Helton. We're giving him a – and they've done that before. They've had to come out publicly and support Clay Helton before. If you continue to have to say that, it just makes it look, are you committed to winning? And it can have an effect. I really do think if you want elite coaches, the ego-driven, just in the air all the time, recruiting, pounding the pavement, going after players, win at all costs. If you want that upper echelon, the 1% guys. And by the way, I'm not talking just about like Dabo Sweeney and Nick Saban. There is another upper echelon 1% coach. It, it, honestly, and people are going to laugh about this, a James Franklin. James Franklin will do anything to win. He doesn't care. And he, if, if he could turn Vanderbilt into a winner, he can turn anybody into a winner. So if you want that guy, you have to show it now. You have to show it now. Not There can't be any, well, why are they willing to do this? Why are they willing to do that? Plus, you have time. You want to be able to sell Hey, we're going to bring this coach in. You got talent. And also, remember this. You got, while well, you have Clay Helton there, they have, I think they have like a five-star quarterback coming in. Now, I'm not big on recruiting. You would know, you might not know anymore because you don't care as much as you used to mm -hmm. about recruiting. I think they have a five-star coming in, in uh, from Southern California. 
They got another couple of, of big players. Is coming he staying in. there now? This is, but that's the thing. If you have Clay Helton there and you're just sucking up the room, it's just more time for that recruit to look differently at it. Now, hold on. You have your directors of recruiting. Hey, I know we let go of Clay, and I know you might have liked Clay, but we're going to be bringing in somebody you're going to love. And that co- that coach may have a totally different idea. But I think it's a way to sell the possibility of something great coming in other than trying to rationalize why the old slog is going on. Like, I I think that week two is too soon. I do. A, lo- a loss like that to Stanford, who's not very good, I think it's too early to do so. I, I personally would have waited even a little bit longer. I mean, you stuck it out with Clay Helton for this long. I would have done it a little bit longer. But the argument to do it sooner is that you can sell it. Now it's up for grabs. And now there's coaches who are thinking about it. It's in their head. Coaches you want. Luke Fickle. That AD has to suck his ass all year long. It's the same thing with James Franklin. That AD, unless they really do want to move from James Franklin, and they were 2-4 and four last year, that AD has to kiss his ass all year long. Other guys who could possibly be taken, the, the Billy Napiers of the world, even though he's from the South, um, who's the guy from you know, Coastal Carolina? That guy ain't going go to gonna go to USC. But the big names, they now have to be courted. Because now if, if well, I wanted this for my facility, and you didn't give me this. Why are they getting that and I'm not getting this? You don't get it. We've heard that term before. You know that. You don't get it. I need to find somebody who does. Now, all of a sudden, USC, hey, we're right here. We get it. I just want to know, why didn't they fire him at the end of last year? What, what, was, what was the point? I, I, I wonder if it was the uh, – no, I don't know this for sure. I wonder if it was the buyout. I wonder if it was the buyout for him. Um, and did they have somebody who finally – because you know this better than I do, Tone. You know college football really well. And I'm sure if Keith was listening, I think he's busy today. Keith probably knows it too. You have boosters who they got the money – it's not like they're just reaching in to just hand out piles of money. So at the end of the year last year, there are plenty of boosters who were just talking about owners being business people, right? They're going, yeah, I'd like to give you the money, but, you know, it is a pandemic year. We had recruits going in different places. You got this new commissioner, what, Klavakov of the uh, of the Pac-12. We didn't even know if we were going to play Clay's a good guy, and he is for all account, for all intents and purposes. Everybody says he's a good guy out there. I have no idea. He could be a major league bastard for all I know. Ah, he's a good guy. Yeah, let's see. And then they beat who they beat. They beat up on Fresno. Was it Fresno State or San Jose State? That didn't matter. And then they go. They I mean, it was really. I didn't think it was a very competitive game against Stanford. And I think that then you have it going. This ain't gonna get any better here. Fine. Here's your $3 million. Get this guy the hell out of here. Love him, but we got to do something else. This is ridiculous. I thought Sean Salisbury, the former Trojan who's on Bull and Fox every week, I think he knocked it out of the park. I think he's talking about at USC, you play in an old stadium. Everything's about history now. They don't care about your history. I mean, LA, we've talked ad nauseum, you and I, about Nebraska and Tennessee. I mean, that, that's enough of a problem. You're in L.A. I mean, you're in the home of Instagram influencers, entertainment. Those people move at the speed of sound. And not always for the good, not always for the good, but the people in that area who aren't even in entertainment, they also do. And you're losing recruits. 
You're losing recruits. You're losing footing. Everything USC sells, Anthony, is about their history. 17-year-olds do not care about the past. Guys like me do because I'm a nerd about that type of thing. But they, I cared about it when I was 17 because I was an only child and I grew up reading it and didn't know any better. They don't care about that. You didn't care about that when you were 17, Tone. You know you didn't. You don't care about the, the – the, like, think about it. Everything is old. The jerseys look old. The stadium is old. Everything's old. Give me the future. Give me new. Give me exciting. I'm just really annoyed because that program should not get a chance to get the headlines that they're about to get for the next, my God, three straight months. It's going to be three straight months of every team and every coach. I mean, Urban Meyer, after one week in the NFL, he makes this huge jump to the NFL. We're one week. Mm. One week. Are you taking the USC job? <laughs> I mean, are you Does, kidding me? Doesn't that prove that it's still a decent and job, though? And that it's still an elite no, I job? No, I think it proves that they think that they think it is. It doesn't prove that it really is. Well, who, who thinks it is? USC that, does? That, or that, that the media. That the media still wants to talk about USC because it's in the second biggest media market it's still in Los the Angeles. country. There still is. The media you know, the, cares the, about history. The problem is, though, there that they there, there is not. The difference between a place like there in Columbus, Ohio. Columbus, Ohio. And I love you, Columbus. I love how you've reinvented yourself. Here we go. There's nothing else to do. That's Year true. round. It is football football year round it's not football year round in LA it just isn't it's a nice distraction it's a nice thing but do you know what a pain in the ass it is to go to a game if you live no if you live even 15 miles away from that stadium do you know oh, how hard it is you know what's telling me um another one of our sponsors I, I'm not gonna say it right out but another one of our sponsors who was in LA last week telling me just how much of a pain in the like to the new stadium, SoFi mm-hmm. Stadium, mm-hmm. it was like Ken. It's it's a nightmare. It's eighty dollars to park for a regular season yeah. game, and then you got to get on like two trams. Yeah, like, you're you not parking. You, it's like you won't see your car. You don't. You lose sight. You just no, go somewhere do, else. Do you do you understand? Like in Columbus, if you want to go to Ohio State game and you live fifty miles away, you'll be there in ten minutes. <laughs> good point. Like it 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 just. I'm sorry. There's weather. They got great weather there. They've got great food. They've got great everything. Do, do and they have so three a.m. sushi? Do they you, have three a.m. Oh, sushi yeah. in Los Angeles? Oh yeah, yeah, they do. Which is only yeah, which do. is six a.m. here, so you can eat right, for right. breakfast. Oh, it's yeah, it's incredible. There's a throwback. Um, they they, uh, and by the way, I'm not saying USC can't have a great team again. They can, but they are fixated on getting Urban Meyer or another coach you've heard of. When in reality, USC needs to try to find. It's not easy. They need to find the next Urban Meyer. You know, the next Pete Carroll. They need to take a chance. You know, it'll never happen because he's now disgraced himself in so many ways. Well, Hugh, Hugh Jackson, actually, I think would have would have made sense before he kind of he kind of became such a blame game guy. Clown show. And it, it looks bad when you take what every he interview. Wasn't he a rumor for a second? He was an interview like two USC coaches ago. Oh, okay. And you know what? He was someone who understands California and understands L.A. And, and he's worked with NFL quarterbacks and could have had a buzz. I bet you that guy could go into a recruit's home. Now it's tough. Now it's I, I would never rule it out completely, but it wouldn't be USC now. He wouldn't be able to get that job. But there was a time where Hugh Jackson might have made sense coming into a recruit's home in L.A. And, and anywhere in California. Like that guy could talk. That guy could put on a con game a little bit. Now it's over. So they need to find the next 
Pete Carroll. By the way, Pete Carroll was thought of as a failure. So they are fixated on going and plucking a top coach from another place. Okay. Maybe you go find that next coach. And I know there's been the the the, the, the Steve Sarkeesians and the the different thoughts of different guys, well, different Lane, coordinators. Well, Lane, Lane, you know, that's another one. They tried it. You know, they did try Could it. Could you do it again? I actually wouldn't rule it out. He's as Hollywood as it gets. I know. He's as Hollywood as it gets. And I think he can do certain things. I think there's some leadership he's questions got, with Lane. That's true, but he's got to be a better and, coach than what he was. And that's the part. That's the problem with a program. Yeah. And 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 building a program like when the Buckeyes brought in Jim Tressel, wasn't they didn't bring him in for X's and O's. And sure, he knows some X's and O's, mm-hmm. but that wasn't what you thought of with Jim Tressel. You brought in Jim Tressel because of leadership. You know, John Cooper could recruit. They didn't exactly talk about leadership mm-hmm. with John Cooper. The Buckeyes, it, and it was a swing. Are you kidding me? That was so risky. Bring it, I, I would have brought in I probably I was I wasn't uh, old enough to care as much. I probably would have brought in Glenn Mason. I, I probably would have said Glenn Mason. I didn't understand at the time. I was just a kid because there is yeah. a five-year age difference between yeah, yeah. you and me. And at that age, when he comes in, I mean, you're in high school at that time. Are you in college when Trestle showed up? I was my freshman year at OU. Okay, your freshman year. No, at no, OU. no, I'm sorry, senior year, high school. Okay, senior so high school. I, in in me, I'm I'm in middle school. I'm in junior high. Like people always think I'm older than you because I'm the one with mm-hmm. kids. You're older than me by five years. Mm-hmm. You knew more because you paid closer attention than I did. I'm still in fantasy land at that time. Mm-hmm. So I thought it made total sense. Hey, this guy's won national championships at YSU. Right. Why wouldn't you? <laughs> yeah. yeah, I love Jim Trussell. Get Jim and Trussell. knows Ohio. I had no idea how controversial it was going. You're bringing in a D1AA coach to be the head coach at Ohio State. I did not know until years later. Yeah. That he was like a long shot. That there were plenty of people who did not want this. They wanted powerful Glenn people. They wanted Glenn Mason. There was a couple of other names that were bandied about out there. They wanted to bring other people in. And of uh, Kirk Ferentz, was it a Kirk Ferentz they wanted to bring in from Iowa? <sighs> wasn't that an argument? I thought. I swear, I thought that, that was the one of the timing arguments right on that. Um, um, but but you know, Glenn Mason was a guy. Maybe I'm making that up Gl- about Kirk Ferentz. Gl- maybe I'm just I got I got across with the Browns. Remember, here. Glenn Mason was a guy that played at Ohio State, that had coached under Woody at Ohio and State, he, he, and he knew Ohio, right. and he had success at another Big Ten school. Yeah. That's a slam dunk, right? He was always threatening. He was always threatening Minnesota. Well, I'll just go to Ohio State. Mm. We know Ohio State wants me. And that, that's another thing I learned. Like when we, bring up, when we bring up Matt Campbell out at Iowa State. Another, by the way, another leadership guy. Matt, Matt Campbell's not all about X's and O's. I'm sure he knows them, but that is a that is a culture. That is a I'm going to change your whole athletic department type of guy. So this is we'll, we'll talk about some of these names here in a second. Um, that was the one where when I watch this is why I get so mad at some of the tweeters about Iowa State and some of the stuff is like you got to understand it's just not a good football school to win eight games is incredible at a place like Iowa State, considering Iowa's so much bigger. They're the ones with the backing. You are not. You're the ag school. You're the wrestling school, even though Iowa's wrestling is obviously incredible. It's different for you. And the Big 12 is just not the Big 10. We are seeing it right now. And I get so defensive about it, and then I do. I think of Glenn Mason. I swear to God. Because Glenn Mason was able to win seven, eight games at Minnesota, 
playing in the Metrodome, which Ooh. was a terrible place for college football, a terrible place for college football. It's freezing-ass cold up there. It's hard to recruit. Like, I didn't realize that at the time. So when I'm hearing about Glenn Mason and I'm seeing him turning in a, a 7-4 and four season every year, I'm going, really? No, that's a hell of a coaching job. I'm just too young or stupid to understand, like, it's not video games. Like, a guy who wins in certain places, like I brought up I brought up James Franklin. A guy who goes to a bowl game at, at Vanderbilt, you're going to have the choice of your, you're gonna have the choice of your, of your uh, jobs. Like, that's how simple it is. I didn't know that at that time. So if we're talking about USC, you said the next Urban, all right? The thing that would concern me about Matt Campbell, he's a Midwest guy. I don't think he'd like the West Coast. I don't think he – I think he likes – Iowa in a lot of senses looks a lot like Ohio. I think that I, the state of Iowa, no offense to the people in Iowa, I think they have less than we have here. Now, I, I work in a city, so I see bigger buildings than what they have in Des Moines. Yeah, Iowa's much smaller. But uh, there's a lot of it. It's a lot of corn, a lot of, a lot of pigs, a lot of that stuff. It, it's Midwest. It's an hour behind, but you get it. If you're from Ohio, if I dropped you in the middle of, of 90 West, we saw that, you could sit there and think you're in Iowa for a minute. doesn't matter. It's different out West. You're dealing with the hills. I've never been there, Lime. You could speak to it a lot better than me. you got other but, things. Oh, you my have to God. Every, every kid wants to be uh, an influencer. Yes. and I Speed think, is different. Yeah. I do think the recruiting is different, though. The recruiting yeah. is different. I mean, you're getting – you can get five-star guys, but are you playing that game? Like, their whole thing is – the whole thing that Matt's done is I take two-star guys and I turn them into four-star guys. What, what do they say? Not You're not a five-star player. You have a five-star culture, and that's what beats teams. That's why they've been able to re, re, reprogram their, their program. That's why I, I think I go – I think James Franklin's done a pretty good job of coaching guys up. Could he go out there? I think he'd be comfortable there. I think he's played that recruiting game before. I think he'd be willing to do it. I know that pro football focus college says that there's mutual interest. There's mutual interest everywhere. That doesn't make any. That doesn't make a difference to me whatsoever about mutual interest. Everybody would have interest in that job because of the money. Could James Franklin do it? Yes. You know, it, there's other guys that I I don't know if they make as much oh, sense. By the, real, by the way, real quick about James Franklin. He's got to be sick and tired of knowing that no matter what he does, there's He's never going to be Joe Pa. That's two, twofold. Good point. Other side of that, there's another program in your conference that no matter what you do, you're never going to bring in a better class he's, than them. He's brought in, you know, yeah. he's had good players, but you're never going to bring in a better class than them. It's going to be really tough to beat them, and he has beat them, but it's it's going to be really tough to beat them. And if you go out to the Pac-12. You could be You're number that. one. You could be that team. Your top dog. You could. There's no impediment there. I don't think in in I don't think that people take the Pac-12 nearly as seriously if Oregon is number one there, mm. or Washington. Not a chance. If USC is the best team in the Pac-12, I think it makes the rest of the Pac like. Thank God. You got to think about this. Thank God for Ohio State and the Big Ten. People look at the Big Ten totally differently. Because Ohio State is a national football team that is one of the elite programs in the country. One of the true elite top-end programs in the country. And I think that carries a lot of the garbage that we've seen in the Big Ten. 
the plotting, the pace, uh, guys going and trying offenses that don't fit, Rich Rod. A uh, couple of other things. I, I think that they've done that, and they've made it look better. USC, they don't have the umbrella anymore. USC was the umbrella. Oregon is Oregon. As much as people like Phil Knight and much as people like Nike, it's Oregon. There's nothing I can do to get around it. I don't think we take it as seriously as voters or any of the other stuff. Now, I wonder if, for James Franklin, you just said that, if you expand the college football playoff. Didn't they Didn't they go to a college football playoff, Penn State? Didn't they? God, help me out here. I, I think they did. No, Michigan State got to the playoff. Someone's got to. Okay, that's another one. Nobody mm. even cares. No. If it's not Ohio State, they don't care. So that might bother James Franklin. Um, and I just don't know if he's a Midwest guy or anything like that. But, again, he was able to recruit and get players to buy in academically. At, oh, I think he's a Vanderbilt. good coach. I think he's a good coach. Are there any other names that come to your mind who could be the next guy? Well, I start to think about the NFL guys. So you're hearing buzz about Eric Bieniemy, And for whatever mm. reason, he's just not getting opportunities in the NFL. He's just not happening. I don't know why it's not happening. I don't know. I don't know his. No, I have no idea. I always assume if guys aren't getting jobs and have had multiple opportunities, they're a bad interview. But if you say someone's a bad interview, they think it's a look into their intellectual capacity, and mm-hmm. they think you're and – and, like, I have no idea. I have no idea why he hasn't gotten a job. I have no idea what could possibly be holding him back. His, his resume is good enough to land a job. What is the downfall there? Uh, but that has been somebody who's been rumored. Uh, look, they've, they've looked before at guys that have been in the NFL. That Pete Carroll thing worked. People laughed at them yeah. for hiring Pete Carroll. And then, boy, did it work. It rejuvenated both their program and Pete Carroll at the same time. you got to have a guy who's... He's just you got to have a guy who's open to the circus. If you're going to LA, I this is what I think got Clay Helton mixed up is that you got to have a guy who's open to having some fun and having some outside influence, who's okay with having Will Ferrell on the sideline and having him at practice and having Snoop, Snoop Dog, show up. Yeah. Exactly. Yes, having guys show up who want to be a part of something, but guys who are just there to be seen. Honestly, guys who are just there so their publicist can take pictures with them next to USC. Nothing against Will Fer- not that Will Ferrell gives a not that Will Ferrell cares anything, but guys who just want to be a part of it on the peripheral. Like, you got to do that if you're there. And I don't think Clay Helton allowed enough of that. Like, And I, I don't know. I don't think Matt would. I don't think he'd do that. I don't think he'd play that game. Yeah, you, you almost have to embrace the fact that that is not Ohio State. There's a name That's I not wa- Michigan. There's That's a, not Alabama. There's a name I want to say that I think would, but I know would I don't think I'd be welcome back out in names if I say a certain name that I think the guy would play the game. I don't think Matt plays those games. I think there is a guy who would play those games. I'll just leave it there. I'm not even asking you to guess. I think there's another coach. I think there's another coach at another school who it would be a huge jump for him. Don't, don't even say it. Don't even say it. And I think he'd play that game. Get your paddles out. Anyway, um, he's where that, would you he's rank USC? one that USC? I would think about, yeah. Okay, where would you rank USC? Oh, I still think it's a good job. I just don't. You think it's an elite top 10 I, job, top 5 job? What is it? See, I think I think here's where we get it twisted all the time. Ohio State got Urban Meyer. We're brought to you by Extend Technologies, by the way. X-T-E-N-D-A-V.com. Check them out online. Make your home dreams come true with Extend. Go ahead. Ohio State got Urban Meyer, and the reason they got Urban Meyer was because the program was in a spot where Urban would agree to go there. Urban would not have gone to Ohio State if they were in disrepair and the 
and and he didn't think he could work in concert with the administration. Uh, he basically, and Urban Meyer, when he comes to your school, he tells the administration what he is going to do, and you say yes. You just ask when mm-hmm. and how much do you need yeah. and what do you need. And Urban tells him that. However, there are certain places I guarantee Urban would not have gone if he didn't think that that there was a strong administration that he could also work with and then also boss around, which I know that sounds hy- antithetical. Uh, the other part of it was he always wanted to coach at Ohio State, just like I think Notre Dame was a place that Urban always wanted to coach yeah. at some point. I also I also think we get carried away when we rank all these different teams without recognizing that the right person could change a ton of programs. And I think there's there there's a few out there that could forever be changed. Remember, Alabama was not seen as that program. You're totally right. When Nick Saban went there. So yep. I always wonder if Nick Saban it went to Alabama and he changed Alabama. We'll see how long he changed Alabama because what are we going to say about Alabama four years after Nick Saban? I don't know. Probably not going to win as much as Nick Saban. Nobody would. But how many programs could he have done that with? Because he had some success at Michigan State. Yeah. But he was young. He hadn't learned everything yet. Uh, we know he won a national championship at LSU. How many places could he have gone? And I don't know if turning it into Alabama. It's hard to but how many places now. would he have been able to win a national championship it's, with? It's hard and to stick. Now. Had he decided to stick? Like LSU. Would LSU have been Alabama? Had he have just stayed at LSU? I bet uh, not not win this many, but I think they've been pretty good. Maybe. Had he never left Alabama, have, I mean LSU, I bet he wins more than I, one. I think you're right. I think they have such a strong commitment to college football there, to their football program. Wait, Les Miles won a national championship. Yes, Ed Odra. But if I, those guys go in, no fit well, no, I don't care. Um to those guys, if those guys can win national championships, Nick Saban, how many does Nick Nick Saban have now? Seven? Does he have six? Seven. Six, seven. Oh, including six LSU? I, I don't know. He might have six. Good That's God, incredible. He can't have six at Alabama. Go ahead. Hold on. Say what you were so going to say. I, I'm wondering if he could do that at Alabama like he did. He went in, won a national championship. If he could go in, Urban Meyer, go into Florida, turn Florida around. He'd go to Ohio State, take Ohio State to the next level. How many guys are really capable of doing that? He has six national yeah. championships so seven at Alabama. Total. Holy Jesus. So I Then it goes without saying he could have turned LSU into what Alabama is now. Yeah, I don't think they would have won as many just because everything would have had to fall into place. It's so know, hard. Man. I don't know. It's well, a couple of those ones. Yeah, maybe like he, won, he won one on a last second yeah. in Alabama. Lost one because of the Arkansas. Yeah, regular seed, the Iron Bowl game. Right. Yep, that's right. So yeah, maybe maybe would have maybe would have won exactly the same at LSU. Maybe that's fair. Could he have done that if he went to Michigan? Oh, it's that's hard. a great question. It's hard to say no though, man. Right, it's it is so hard. How do you it's doubt so that good. guy? And, exactly. and exactly, and he, I know it's not the South, but if Urban Meyer could take Ohio State to where he took it, why couldn't Nick Saban take Michigan? And remember, that's a guy that mm-hmm. he knew, he knew that area. He yep. knew all about that area. It's a different animal. The thing I'll say about Alabama is when Nick Saban does eventually hang it up, whenever that is, don't do what you did with Bear Bryant and just start getting guys who are Bear Bryant disciples. Right. It, it worked for Gene Although Stallings. he's had so many. Hold on. Nick Saban's gone through so many coordinators. Well, because they're old head coaches. So he just turns them in. Really? He takes old head coaches and turns them into his coordinator. Is Doug Marone there right now? Where yeah. is Doug Marone? I, I, think, <laughs> I think he's there. Is he like coaching the O-line? I think he's there. Alabama, talk. I'm going to look up Alabama's I, coaching staff. And obviously Bill O'Brien. Bill O'Brien. By the way, yeah. does Bill O'Brien get mentioned for USC? Has that been talked about oh, at all? Yeah. I think Bill can coach, man. 
He can coach, uh, I, but I think he's again. Is he? He's not easy, but he can coach. This is not his daughter. Stop posting posting a picture of this woman. This is not his daughter. All right, Bill O'Brien, Pete Golding, Doug Marone is an offensive line coach. That's right. Sal Sanceri, uh, father of Vinny Sanceri. Uh, 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 support staff, a bunch of guys no one else has heard of other than the hardcore college football guys. So I think he could. I just I just think you have to be careful and say, hey, just, just don't. Again, Gene Stallings, and I'm a big fan of Gene Stallings. I just think he's an entertaining guy. Don't. You, you had a bunch of problems after that. You had a lot of NCAA violations. Now, maybe it's different now since the NCAA is different, but don't go do that. Not that anybody cares, so we'll just move on from that. Um, so I would say Ohio State with their – and this is why Ohio State fans can be a little nuts. I think the best college football job in the country, I think it's Ohio State. Not an SEC team? No. Not a team in the South? No. You have the weather is the weather's not great. It's not as good. It's not as warm as what you have in the South. You can't believe I'm saying this. I can't believe it either. Because I've tried to think about what Ohio State would be because they've had such an amazing confluence of events to have Jim Trestle and then Urban Meyer. I'm looking into the future. Columbus is not going to get any smaller. Mm -hmm. It's not. Everything is funneled to Columbus, Ohio. It makes me upset as a person who works and lives, you know, around Cleveland and works in Cleveland. But that's politics. That's not college football. The city of Columbus is a major city. It's only going to get more culturally diverse. It's only going to get more busy. It's only going to get more interesting. It's got everything a student athlete would ever need and want, no matter where you're from. And it has everything their parents could ever want. Yeah. Tuscaloosa, Alabama, after Nick Saban, cannot offer what Columbus can. Norman, Oklahoma, cannot offer what Columbus can. Austin, Texas? Yeah, 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 they can. Well, it depends on who you listen to. I would say yes, but uh, yeah, you listen to you listen to Tim Dillon, which you got me on. Uh, Austin, Texas, Austin, Texas. Sometimes a meth head does something somewhat <laughs> melodious. I'm sorry, that's hilarious. Uh, maybe Austin, Texas could. All right, fine. The backing of the billionaires, the five, what is it? Is it the five families or the four families? Yeah, and then there's plenty more where that came from when it comes to to, to people who will pony up. There is just so much money. And I just go, what is Alabama without Nick Saban? What is Clemson without Dabo Sweeney? Texas has fallen on hard times, so you can can hire the wrong guy. What is Georgia without Kirby Smart? Kirby Smart got them to empty their pockets a little bit, but that took some doing. LSU was crying poor. They were bitching about crying poor six years ago. Remember that was the whole thing? Part of the reason we wanted to hire Ed Orgeron. Could we hire somebody else? Remember, Jimbo Fisher makes $7.5 million, and College Station, Texas doesn't have anything compared to Columbus, Ohio. Find me a better job. I can't believe Jimbo makes that much. You're not even fighting me on this. You're not fighting me. I just hesitate because it's not in the South. There's still so many more players that are right around the corner. But Ohio State's showed. But but you know what? Ohio State, even in Cooper, they could go down in Florida and pluck a few. They all, even Cooper, they could do it. So maybe you're right. I think it's the best job. And I think if it's not the best job, I think it will be in 10 years. I think it's going to be the best job. So if Ryan Day got fired two years from now or went to the NFL, I think you'd have a line. Who would be lining up? I think you'd have a line of who's who. We'll think about that. 
We will talk about that. I think you'd have dead guys trying to come back to get that job. Um, big thanks to Extend Technologies, X-T-E-N-D-A-V.com. Check them out online. They're wonderful people. We are going out to see Tony next week. Uh, it's going to be a great time, so make sure you go to Extend Technologies. It's going to be great. You're going to love it. All right, for Lima, for Owen, for Anthony, I'm Ken. Have a wonderful day. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app.